Start your day with a fresh word of encouragement. I'm Paul DeYong, and you're now listening to Words of Life, a daily devotional from our life team. Hey everyone, it's great to be joining you today for the daily devotional, and it's Craig and Nadia here. How you doing? Hope you've had a great week and looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, so cool. And we are stoked today to be looking at this whole topic of purpose, how we find our purpose. And specifically today, we're going to be looking at the Great Commission. Now, many of us will know it. It's found in Matthew 28. Jesus is about to leave the earth and he says these last words to his disciples. Go, Mm. therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Yeah, incredible. What a powerful, relevant, uh, you know, commission and mission that God has given. And Jesus spoke, you know, not just to the disciples at that time, but to all of us uh, as believers. And really that's the whole idea of it is this reality of therefore go and make disciples. Yes. Go and make disciples. And I guess for me, this... um, Reality of Jesus was the master. You know, mm. he, he took uh, people who were in a whole bunch of different career choices, different vocations, different spheres, and he went into them, saw what was on them, and called them into a life of purpose, called yeah, them into a life so of true. eternal purpose, kingdom purpose. Mm. Yes. But what I love about it, and maybe this is a really cool place to start, is just how Jesus started with these two words, follow me, Mm. follow me. You know, we can't make people do anything. If we're going Mm. to talk about making disciples, we can't make people do anything. You know, for us at life, we're never going to force anybody uh, to do something that is not in their heart to do. But um, we can live a life, and this is what Jesus did, we can live a life that's actually worth following. And we can help people discover the saviour that we have discovered, mm. who's worth giving all of our hearts and all of our lives to. Yeah. And so the very first word, we're going to break the scripture down, but it says go, which basically means that we just can't stay. We can't stay where we are and just think, let's just look about our world. Let's look at our situation. Let's look at our family. Let's look at our needs. But actually, let's look out. Mm. Let's look around us. Let's look to where we can love, to where we can serve, to where we can care, to where we can meet the needs of others. And this is just what Jesus did nonstop. Mm. It's phenomenal. And I think about it in my life as I grew in my faith, uh, getting saved at 18, I just found like God would just make my awareness about where was I? I mean, I was doing jobs I didn't enjoy, filling batteries of acid, selling cell phones, uh, you know, had a couple of number of random jobs, but there were people in those environments that God was saying, Craig, speak to Mm. them, reach them, encourage them, help them, love them, go, mate, go. And so often we feel inadequate, so often we don't have the words, but I was just reading again and reminded lately where it said in Mark, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Mm. So don't disqualify yourself. Actually go, step out and let God step in. So good. Yeah, I love the next part of that passage where it says we need to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I, what I love about that is that we are bringing people to Jesus. We're not bringing people to ourselves. So I remember when we were first in ministry and someone saying that to us when we were pressured about something, you know, you're not bringing people to yourselves. You're bringing people to Jesus. You're not gathering people to what you were doing and what you're right. Growing, you are bringing people to Jesus and how he wants to grow them. You know, so we are responsible for our part, but we aren't actually responsible for someone's growth because God does that. 
It's like what the Apostle Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 3 when Christians are arguing, well, I follow Paul, another, I follow Apollos. And he actually says, what, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Mm. We're only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their labor. And I just love that because it takes the pressure off us. We aren't responsible for growth, but we are responsible for our labor. You know, how are we working to bring people to Jesus? And you know what? It really helps because if our focus is on how we're seeing people change, it can be really frustrating and disappointing because it doesn't happen how we think it should happen or how we imagine it happening. You know, over the years that we've been pastoring people, I've discovered that it's so easy to think that someone is far too long gone or too much effort. You know, you can get frustrated. But it's sometimes in the people that you least expect that you see God do the most radical things. Mm. So our focus needs to actually be on how we are laboring rather than what we're producing. Because otherwise we make assumptions about how God is moving rather than actually just being available for however God wants to move through us. Yeah, that's so good. I think when we look at it within our timeframes and our ideals, we can get so frustrated yes. when, and we don't think God's doing anything, but he's doing incredible stuff in people. Mm. I mean, we were chatting with some friends of ours the other night at Connect Group and they were just saying how they were remembering back to about six people in the young adult ministry who were just, let's just call it for what it is. They were hard work yeah. <laughs> and it seemed like nothing was changing. They just seemed to be going around the same circles, making the same mistakes. And then now eight years on, they're actually all campus pastors. They're all leading significantly within the church and in the ministry. But at the time when Mm. they were being discipled in the Connect group, it was just like, God, (laughs) are you doing anything? (laughs) Exactly. And sometimes we've just got to get rid of our expectation Mm. and time frame Mm. and just go, God, am I doing what you asked me to do? Mm. Am I loving them how you've asked me to love them? Mm. And that's where we can flow on to the second part or another part of the scripture really where it says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Mm. And for me, I think this is pertinent in the time that we're in, uh, in regards to that reality of let's not draw them to our theories. Let's not draw them to our perspectives. Let's not draw people to our uh, way of viewing it, but draw people to God's word. Mm. Draw them to what his word says. Mm. His word is truth. Mm. And that doesn't matter how much culture wants to deny that and wants to rearrange that. It is the truth mm. that people can build their lives on. So good. Keep pointing people back to his word. Keep teaching people the word of God. Teach people how to read the word of God, mm. understand the word of God. You know, take time to digest it. You know, it's just amazing at the moment how things are being blurred at such degree, yet God's word is clear. Mm. It is so clear. And from there, it says, you know, that reality of observing the things that he's commanded, which basically says to me, we're going to help people learn how to love God for themselves. Mm. Not just love his principles and not love the promises and not just love the outcome of who we can become or the freedom that he has and the grace that he offers, but actually love God. Mm. Have a loving relationship because the Bible says over and over, if you love me, you'll obey me. Yeah, and when we make disciples, what we want is people to love God. And so therefore, out of their own heart, they will follow him. They'll trust him. And that simple reality 
they'll obey him. So good. And from there, I guess it just keeps on escalating because if we love God, then we'll love people. Yeah. And that's what a disciple is and that's how the whole circle starts again. All yeah. of a sudden out of loving God, we want to disciple others and make disciples and see them connected to the church and baptized and... It really is an incredible uh, revolution mm. that takes place, but we've got to draw people back to his word. So good. And I love just the last part of that scripture that says, remember, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Yeah. And just that whole truth that in us reaching people, discipling people, we're not doing it on our own. No. We have the living God moving in and through us. Incredible. We are simply a bridge for people to discover Jesus. And, you know, I think, you know, sometimes we can find it really hard mm. to reach people because we think, what have I got to offer? Yeah, that's true. And it's actually a good point to get to because we haven't got anything to offer but the God that is on the inside of us. Yeah. And I remember so many times in um, our working with people that I've got to that point where just like, oh, God, I just feel so out of my depth here. Yeah. And I remember one time in particular when we were pastoring in a place where, I just felt so ill-equipped to reach that group of people. And mm. I remember coming home from a meeting and just feeling so discouraged and just crying on our bed. And I remember saying to you, how am I going to do this? Mm. I'm so not equipped for this. And I remember you saying to me, babe, they're not looking for you. They're looking for Jesus. Mm. And you can simply lead them to Jesus. Yeah. And just that whole reality that actually that's as simple as it actually comes back to, that we have the living God moving through us. It's not about us, but it's about his Holy Spirit reaching people through us. Yeah. And that's it. There's what an encouragement. He is with us at all times. Mm. You are not on your own. Uh, you're not there just to, to bring yourself. No, he desires to move in and through you. And this is the encouragement. You know, for us all, we have family, we have close people that we desire for God to meet them. Mm. Here's the encouragement. God desires to connect with them more than you and I mm. want him to connect with them. Mm. He has gone to the nth degree. Mm. Let's not look at what can I do, what can I do. The best thing we can do is make ourselves available mm. for God to do what he can do because he is able. So good. So let's pray together as we close and uh, really believe that. Come on, this day and the days going forward, let's look to see people discipled into the most incredible relationship of all. Awesome. Well, God, we just thank you for the honor of reaching people. And I pray, God, that we would look to disciple people in a greater way, would yes. look to see people fully discover the wonder of who you are. We just make ourselves available to your purposes afresh. In mm. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for joining us for another encouraging word from the Life Team. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We'd love to have you join us at church this Sunday. If you're in Auckland or Melbourne, check out the website for a location near you. Or you can choose to join us online from wherever you are. Find a service at lifenz.org.